to the Injured List Podcast, your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List Podcast, Brian Scott. Hey everyone, this is Brian Scott, your host for the Injured List Podcast. 2020 has been a crazy year, but finally, sports is back in full swing. The NFL kicked off week one, the NBA and NHL playoffs are in full swing, and the MLB playoffs are just around the corner. We here at the Injured List are just trying to get back on track and bring some normalcy to the world of sports. Join me in this bonus episode as we go live on Facebook with our good friend Abe Delgado, host of Devil's Advocate Sports Talk. Also, join us next week as we release our next episode of the Injured List podcast. In it, we sit down with Brandon Oprey, fan of the show and sports enthusiast. He's a licensed financial advisor, and he has some advice for you. Plus, he has some questions for us about sports injuries. So check out our newly updated website where you can find links to subscribe and ask questions or submit ideas for topics that you would like to hear on the show. So check us out at www.theinjuredlist.com. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com. Now, back to the show. Hey guys, are you looking to avoid injury when it comes to your finances? Talk to a professional who can help. Whether you are looking to get your financial house in order or simply looking for that second opinion, visit TrustTreeFinancial.com and schedule your free virtual consultation. Once again, that's TrustTreeFinancial.com. From morning perks, family perks, to date perks, and self perks. The Perkantile and Creamery makes your day a little sweeter. Stop by first thing in the morning with easy online ordering and curbside pickup. Or meet up with friends at Concord's best new hangout. Everything's freshly baked and brewed right here. So, find your perk today at the Perkantile and Creamery. Hey, this is Sean Colas with the Perkantile and Creamery. We are the premier coffee, ice cream, and dessert bar in the Charlotte metro area. We're thrilling people with our amazing interior design, our incredible customer service, and the quality of our offerings. We have a beautifully designed 1920s mercantile-themed monochromatic throwback where people feel excited by their surroundings and blown away by their treats. We're great for business meetings, families, couples, and you. Ask about our room rentals for meetings, events, or parties. We're nestled next to the Concord Mills Mall behind Verizon and in the same building as McAllister's in Concord, North Carolina. Hey, if you're in the area and you're listening to this right now, get in your car, drive over to the Perkantile, mention that you heard us on Brian Scott's amazing Injuryless Podcast 2020 and receive 25% off your purchase.
Okay, Devil's Advocate Sports Talk, Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock. We are streaming live, only on Facebook Live. I'm going to go right to my first guest because he couldn't wait to come on this week. He begged me to be the first guest, so I'm going to allow it. He's got his own podcast called The Injured List. So guess what? We're going to be talking some NFL injuries. Brian Scott's on the show. Brian, how's it going? Can you hear me? Hey, I can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, buddy. Right. How was your week? How's it going? Uh, where do you want to start? Well, uh, I hear your pain and frustration in your description of the Giants' uh, performance, and I, I feel for you, and I'm right there with you. Unfortunately, I mean, come on, man. Are you sick of Saquon <laughs> right now? He's I, I want to punch him in the face. You know, a lot of running backs have had the same issues when they first come into the league from college. That dancing around behind the line of scrimmage, it just doesn't work in the NFL. You got to hit the hole. Okay. You got to go. Okay, but Brian, it's year three for Christ's sake. Know. And I know the coaches are telling him this. If I see it, these coaches are seeing it, right? I know. Am I wrong? I know. It's so frustrating. And you're right. Evan Ingram, man. I mean, how many times you got to get hit in the hands with the ball before you actually catch it? Oh, Evan Ingram. I'm sick of him, too. I knew it. I knew when I was drafting him, I was like, don't do it, Abe. Don't take <laughs> Evan Ingram's for a third year in a row. Haven't you learned? And who do I have sitting on the bench? This kid, Fant, who went off last night for uh, the Broncos. Well, luckily for me, I built up a pretty big lead with the other guys I had. But I actually have Barkley and Ingram in my starting lineup. And I had the guy Godert oh. from uh, Philly on the bench, and he scored like 20-something points. So I might have to rethink him next week. Sure. <laughs> but, um, you know, the Giants' problems go far beyond that. I mean, they've, they had some gaping holes in the offensive line. At one point, the right tackle was, didn't know who to block because two guys were coming untouched, and he basically whiffed on both of them. <laughs> he I didn't know. even get a hand on them. Uh, I know, terrible. I told you, the line, they, they couldn't block for anything last night. I mean, can we make an adjustment? This kid, Dupree, he's a good player, but man, we he stopped every run, and he was in the backfield on every single pass. We can't double-team this guy? I don't know. That's something? Come on, it's frustrating. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, yeah, well, so the I, I thought the Steelers looked really good. Their defense looked awesome. Uh, ben looked like he was didn't look too rusty considering he missed quite a bit of time with that elbow injury. Right. And um, unfortunately for them, they lost their uh, right tackle uh, out for the year with an ACL injury, uh, which sucks. And um, they're going to have to go to their backup. But apparently their backup was giving him a good run for his money uh, in camp. So we'll see if that really hurts them at all. Um, there was quite a quite a few other injuries actually across the league. The, the Broncos suffered a couple of injuries. One of their receivers, Sutton, went down uh, mm. with an injury. and um, Phil, uh, That wasn't Phillip. during the game, though, right? Was that before the game? That I'm not so sure, but uh, Philip yeah, Lindsay went down. Lindsay went down during the during the game, didn't come back from halftime with an apparent foot injury, and I think it's a turf toe injury, which oh. hopefully for him is not too significant. Brian, what exactly is turf toe? To me, it's like stubbing your toe. What is turf toe? Well, to some degree, that's exactly what it is. It's it's a ligamentous, usually, injury of the big toe, the joint underneath the, in, in the big toe. Uh, the problem with it is, is that that's a really important joint when it comes to uh, pushing off, changing direction, planting with your foot, running, sprinting, jumping. It, it's really important uh, as far as stability and strength and power when you're doing those motions with the foot. So an injury to that part of the toe can be quite significant. And also, if there's All any... All I think about when you say that is like me walking in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and no lights run and you hit your toe on the bed frame, right? 
Well, That's all I could think about. So yeah, but but when we're talking about turf toe, we're talking about a very specific joint and the ligaments around that joint. So you don't always. That's yeah. usually not the mechanism of the injury. <laughs> Although so, that does suck. Yeah. I do agree. Oh, um, there's no there's no worse pain. So the 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 most prime example of a turf toe injury is actually prime time Deion Sanders. It basically ended his career. He had multiple turf toe injuries, had multiple surgeries, really? and it's basically one of the things that ended his career. And if you ever watch him on. Uh, there was a, a episode where he did one of the sport, uh, NFL broadcasts that he was talking to the guys and he actually showed his toe <laughs> and it's, 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 it's basically shot. I mean, he's got a really bad arthritic toe and it's all from all the surgeries and all the injuries he had. And that's basically what put him on the shelf. So it's not a significant thing. Hopefully for him, it's mild, but still. Yeah, absolutely. Now there was a absolutely. couple other injuries too. Uh, Le'Veon Bell apparently had a hamstring injury. He's going on injured reserve. Um, wow. Yeah, there was a couple of hamstring injuries uh, across the board, too. One of the uh, defensive backs for the uh, Lions, I think, had a hamstring injury. Uh, Mike Evans, the Buccaneers receiver, played, but he was playing with a hamstring injury, and he didn't look too mobile. And some of the some of the passes Brady threw to him, he kind of looked like he might have pulled up a little lame, actually, too. So I think he's not quite 100%, and I think it showed in his game. He really wasn't as big a factor as he normally would be. So... Um, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, man. big injury there for the, the Cowboys too. Uh, you know, their tight end went down, and that that was bad. That was a a non con. You see the non contact injuries. Why does that happen, man? I mean, I know back in the day, everybody wants to play on turf, and the turf's gotten a lot better. But to me, it's like, dude, why can't we just play on natural grass? Why can't these people? Why can't these people in the stadium like just just grow the grass? Well, you know, that's been a big controversy for many years. But the fact is that there's been actually a lot of research to look at injuries that occur on synthetic fields like turf, even the old school AstroTurf and the new stuff and the grass fields like the natural uh, natural terrain fields. And there's actually no statistically significant difference. So it's a it's a misnomer. It's it's a almost like an urban legend that if you play on Nastro turf, you're gonna get. So you're telling injury. me the same injuries that happened like to this kid last night yeah. or yesterday, the tight end, that can happen on regular grass. It has nothing to do with the turf. Nope. Statistically, really? no. Interesting. Now a lot of people thought, feel that way. I thought these non-contact injuries, man. You see these guys go down, and you're like, oh man, you know it's bad when nobody touches him, and the guy goes down like a sniper shot him. Yeah. You yeah. thinking, oh man. This is, <laughs> and that, this that's, is that's, that's typically how people describe hamstring injuries. It's like, oh man, I think I got hit by a sniper because usually it's just like a quick pop and then boom, you're down and you're, yeah. and you're in pain. But you know, there was the bills had a guy with a hamstring. I mean, so this is like we talked about in baseball. I talked about this on my last episode with Tiffany Marie. Uh, she was my guest and we talked about hamstring injuries in baseball because she was concerned about her Yankees uh, judge who was coming back from a hamstring injury and a couple other guys. And um, this, this is what happens when you have a shortened preseason and guys probably not doing what they normally do in the offseason to prepare is you get these muscle pulls, these tendon injuries. This is what happens. Yeah, I get it. But I feel like you should have been prepared for this, right? If, if you're a coaching staff, I feel like instead of preseason games, you should have scheduled like – you know, split split squad scrimmages and and gotten some tackling drills in and I don't know, man. It's just I I can't stand preseason. I can't stand preseason football. I get I get everybody wants to do it to get you know back into the swing of things. I don't like these teams 
starting to talk about, oh, we didn't have a preseason. Everybody's dealt the same deck, dude. Everybody's oh, no. dealt the same deck this I, year. I, I, so you I can't you. use it as an excuse on why you lost the game, right? Well, no, so, no, you should not be. But but what I will say... The injuries like, I get. Injuries yeah. I understand. We're going to have these soft tissue injuries yeah. and all these hamstrings and stuff like that. That I understand. Because you, you really don't go 100% practice often. You just don't. No. Well, that, right. that and, you know, these guys, who knows if they had access to the gyms. Like, during the height of the pandemic... They may not have had the normal access they had to all the facilities and training and everything. So, and it's not their fault. I mean, that's just the state of affairs as it was at that time. So, you know, hard hard to say what the real factors are. I don't think we'll ever really know. But I mean, just looking historically, like you don't typically see a lot of this. Just week one, you know, week one, week one. A lot of injuries. Week one, man. A lot of big names went down. Yeah. Michael Thomas is questionable now for week two already. And he's yep. got a Monday night game. So, you know, that's probably some, something significant. Uh, I'm laughing because Nick who watches the show, man. Gronkowski cost him $300. I know that <laughs> had nothing to do with the injury. No, it did not. But, I mean, all these guys draft. I, mean, I, I hate to say it, but don't put stock in Gronkowski. The guy's been out a year. You didn't think he was going to come in the first week and tear it up, did you? I mean, I didn't. I didn't think I so. Know. Plus, they got two other great tight ends there. They got Bray. And they got O.J. Howard over there. So, I mean, listen, Tampa Bay isn't going to start rolling until like week four or five. That's what I see. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I haven't even, I mean, there's so many injuries that occurred this week. It's not even funny. Like, I'm, I was, you know, doing a little research before we came on the air. I mean, the Eagles got two guys that have significant injuries, quote unquote, that they don't have updates on, but they're like apparently going to miss some significant time. The Packers lost one of their starting guards to an ACL, I think, injury as well, season ending. I mean, it, it may only get worse before it gets better, unfortunately. I forget the team and the player, but man, I remember uh, yeah, watching on Sunday, some guy, a uh, young kid, right out of a rookie, broke his leg in the first quarter. You saw them come out with the, you know, when they put that uh, air cast on. I couldn't even, keep, dude, I couldn't even keep track of it all. I mean, that's how much. And then the the the, the worst part was, uh, what's his name? The, the Bengals kicker goes to kick a t- game-tying field goal and pulls like a cast muscle and he's out. <laughs> Oh, speaking of kickers, I'm sorry, Nick. Goskowski, not Gronkowski. My bad. Oh. Cost you three hundred dollars, Nick. I'd love to know how they can cost you three hundred dollars because I guess because you had them winning the game and he missed the field goal. Right? I don't know, but how do you how do you how do those Bengals fans probably feel right now? Burrow leads them all the way down oh. the field, and guy Forget pulls a cat. How do you feel if you're DeAndre Swift? Uh. Did you catch that? DeAndre Swift. Drop the ball in the end zone with like four seconds left in the game to win the game for the Detroit Lions. They should have won that damn game if it wasn't for Swift Dude. in his first game. I mean, the ball was literally in his chest. I mean, was, but oh, you know, this this same. is 2020 NFL football with no with very NFL limited football, very limited right. practices, very limited preparation. Preparation. I mean, this is what you get. You get a little bit of sloppy football the first couple of weeks. It's going to take some time for everybody to iron themselves out I'll and get take things sloppy over no football. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, it's still so better excited. than nothing. It's still better than nothing for sure. Still better than nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. What else? Uh, I'm a little bit up against it this evening, Brian. What else stuck? And by the way, real quick, Devil's Advocate Sports Talk every Tuesday night. Please join us live, 8 o'clock p.m. I'm on live with the host of Injured List Podcast. You can catch him on any anywhere that you listen to your podcast. He's, his podcast is available. Check it out. Um, what else stuck out to you in week one, Brian? Um, nothing really specific other than, uh, uh, there, there seemed to be 
quite a few big performances from some guys we expected it from. And not too many surprises, I would say, from the quarterback position and from the, I guess, the team position. I don't know. I wasn't, there wasn't really anything. I, I think probably the Cardinals beating the uh, 49ers in that last second drive down the field by Kyler Murray was pretty impressive. Um, he looks he looks pretty sharp uh, week one. And, um, you know, uh, Russell Wilson, I mean, he lit it up, dude. 31 for 35, over 400 yards, four touchdowns. I you mean, can't Jesus. sleep on Russell Wilson. No. You can't sleep on Russell Wilson. Not no. at all. He's, that should not be a surprise to anybody out there. Russell Wilson, one of the best players in the NFL, and he has been for a long time. So you can't sleep on Seattle. Carson, Chris Carson had a great game too, man. I, I'm, I'm a, the only, I guess the only big surprise I would say was probably Gardner Minshew. I didn't expect him to have a day, and he had himself a nice little day. The stash, man. You gotta <laughs> I guess love that's that what guy. It, is. it must be the old 70s stash that does and it. I tell you, you know, people are writing about the Cardinals, man. I, I, I'll be honest, man. I'll be, I'm always going to tell the truth on this show. So one thing I promise you guys, I do not like Kyler Murray. I never did. But I got to call a spade a spade. He had a great game. He played well. And I just, I just think, uh, I don't know. I just don't, there's something in me. It's, it's like you, you have that instinct in you that just makes you feel like something's going to happen to this guy. It's like Lamar Jackson, right? Fantastic player. Yeah. Can't, hands down. Can't, but I'm arguing with my brother-in-law because he drafted him in the first round of his fantasy draft. And I'm arguing with him like, dude, this guy's going to get hurt. You see how he runs with the ball so much? He's going to get hurt. And I feel the same way about Kyle Murray. But you don't feel that way with a guy like Russell Wilson because he's just so much, so much more smarter than him. He just picks and chooses how he runs. And he doesn't run just to run. He runs sometimes just to scramble yeah. and then throw. keeps his head up downfield. That's how you do it. So hopefully Murray and, and Lamar can learn from them. Um, kind of like a Steve Young type of thing. You don't just run to run. Yeah. But man, Cam Newton, speaking of running, that can't be sustainable all year. First of all, this guy's getting old. Well, okay. I know so, he's a big dude, but... <laughs> Listen, I, 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 gotta, I gotta say that everybody needs to relax with Cam uh, and take the first performance with a grain of salt. It was against the Dolphins. No disrespect to Tuesday Night Delight, but... If you right, watch, baby. if you watch those God, runs, if you watch those runs, dude, there wasn't anybody within ten yards of him. I mean, like, where was the defense? Like, if he comes up against a good defense, he his he's not going to be able to scramble like that. And you know, so we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> well, Brian, I'm up against it, bro. Anything real quick before I let you go. Just want to let everybody know we've got another episode dropping next week. Uh, another guest appearance from another fan, and um, his name is Brandon Opry. He is a financial advisor, so he comes on. He gives us a little bit of financial advisor tips, and um, his company, Trust Tree Financial. I got a shirt on right here. We got your back. Great shirt, and um, he's going to be on. Uh, we've got. He's going to ask me some sports injury questions, and he wants uh, to learn some new things about sports injuries. So he's going to be on the show. And then after that, we got a huge episode coming up uh, with a coworker of mine who suffered some pretty significant uh, injuries. He's a former professional athlete in Ireland, and he's going to come on and basically tell his story. And we're going to talk about his condition. So that's coming up in a, in a couple more weeks, and I'm really excited about that one. It's a pretty pretty moving story, so I hope everybody tunes in, subscribes, downloads my podcasts, and uh, stay tuned because we got a lot Absolutely. more coming. All right, man. Well, thanks for joining us. Brian is here almost every single week, usually every week. Uh, check out his podcast, The Injured List. Uh, Brian, I'll, I'll speak to you next week, buddy. Enjoy it. Sounds good. Take care.
Have a good one. So Brian's out. Brian in North Carolina, always great having him on. You are watching Devil's Advocate Sports Talk. We are here live. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us once again. Great little segment there with Abe Delgado at Devil's Advocate Sports Talk live on Facebook. Don't forget, we got a brand new episode coming your way next week. So as always, stay safe, stay active, and stay healthy. Listening to the Injured List podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go to resource for all sport injury related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com.